What's up, y'all? My name is Jake. And my name is Carl. And you're listening to Do You Even Lift Bro? Men Exercising Social Justice. Thank you all so much for listening. We deeply appreciate it. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about some Sexual Assault Awareness Month interviews that uh, I conducted with a friend of mine. Um, And we're going to kind of react to them. Carl really hasn't heard any of these. And also, I'm a little sick. So please bear in mind that my voice does not sound the best. How are you, Carl? All right. It's April, man. Like, it's... We're gonna rickroll into Sam. I'm really excited, and this is a new process for us. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty hyped to hear what you all talked about on the plaza with mostly random dudes. I am to understand. Yeah, cool. How are you um, doing? I'm, yeah, I'm doing all right. A little sick again, um, but excited to do this podcast. And yeah, April is gonna be hectic. Yeah, it's it, gonna be nuts. Sexual Assault Awareness Month. There's so many events, so much going on. It's a good kind of hectic. I'm excited. So for this podcast, we wanted to do it a little differently. Jake and and Will took to the plaza and asked a bunch of dudes about Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So we'll hear the first interview and then I'm going to kind of react to it. Does that sound good? Yeah. Hi, we're on campus. Uh, what is your name? Marcelino. Hi, Marcelino. We're on the plaza today. Um, just letting you know, Sexual Assault Awareness Month is April. Um, so we're bringing some attention and light to the statistics that one in four women, one in six men, and one in two transgender folks will experience sexual assault in a lifetime. Um, what are some general reactions or thoughts around those statistics or Sexual Assault Awareness Month in general? Um, when I first came to college uh, I th- and like when I first like through orientation, hearing those statistics, I was kind of shocked by them. Um, but now as like a junior, having been here for three years, and you kind of see like the way college life kind of functions and kind of like the, like the atmosphere that is like able to like I, I guess be sustained here like sadly like though you hear that like I hear the st- statistics now and like they kind of match up to like I guess what you would kind of see happening on campus and just like even not even just on campus but around Fort Collins in general which is like a college town thank you um what do you think of like for the next steps like after awarenesses um Actually, I was just talking about this with someone like the other day because um, people were handing out little like sexual assault awareness ribbons yeah, like last week. And like I was just kind of like, to me, I don't think anyone isn't aware that sexual assault is happening. I think everyone knows it's a thing. I think everyone knows it's an issue. I think at this point, it's just like getting people to really rally behind the issue and understanding that it is an issue and it's an issue that everyone should be like trying to attend to and working to find solutions to. Um, and I think at this point, there are still a lot of people who aren't willing to come into the conversation about that, which is what we need to do. Perfect. Thank you. It's the first one to warm up, Jake. Basically. <laughs> okay, because Marcelino is someone that I know as well, and he's been through Men in the Movement a little bit, and so he better have been on point with some of his stuff, yeah. right? Okay, cool. That I like that. I think Marcelino is right in the sense that if you aren't aware that sexual assault is a thing, you have literally been living underneath a rock. Right, and like I think it's really important that, he, that we kind of stay true to that in a way of saying, like, because he did kind of was like almost show that someone was out there kind of doing sexual assault awareness month like at work but right we were, we were probably not the does. best group i don't know who they actually were but i really like the follow-up you have to follow up every time of after awareness what's the next step yeah okay and then we tried to go deeper but usually they wouldn't get that right. far but okay yeah because i think his response around like there's kind of a right way and a wrong way to do it moving beyond awareness it seems like a bit of a mystery to him so that's cool should we go to the next one yeah word hi there uh can you state your name uh, my name is Brian. Um, so we're trying to bring awareness that the statistics of one in uh, four women and one in six men and one in two transgender folks will experience sexual assault in their lifetime. Uh, do you have any thoughts or feelings around this? 
Um, not really, but I think it's good that you guys are doing this, though. I think that a lot of people aren't really aware that sexual assault is as prevalent as it is because it doesn't happen in their own life. So they kind of think that, like, because it hasn't happened to them, it doesn't happen at all. Mm. So it's kind of, I think those statistics are really important to bring to light because, like, it kind of shows people who haven't experienced it that it is a real issue in our community and that we do need to make changes and, like, help educate people about it to do better for the future. So, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there another step we could take after awareness, and what would that be? Um, I mean, I think all you can do is make people aware. Like, I know there are some gray areas in terms of like how the law is written, and it can be kind of like weird. But like, all you can do is like make people aware that it goes on, so they can hold other people accountable. Like, you can't really stop it from happening because like bad people are gonna do it. I know I, I roll Brian when he said, I'm glad that you all are doing it, because uh, that actually reminds me of our very first episode with Finger Guns Guy. I'm like, glad that you're doing it, but like slowly backing away. But I do think the idea of awareness is a key component to doing this. It seems like a, at least the two that we've heard so far, a bit of a running theme. Yeah. Um, when we were talking, I did talk to Will and said like, that was literally what we talked about in our first episode. <laughs> like we were talking about complacency and how kind of, he seemed to really be there and like, <laughs> glad you're doing it, but I'm okay. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I kind of liked the fact that he did say, let's hold each other accountable, but Agreed. I don't know if that's because he knew he was being recorded. <laughs> like, right. I just feel like that was why. I don't know if that's really what he would say if we were just to have a regular conversation. Oh, maybe. Um, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I do I think that there is a certain we're at a level where people want to do something about it. So far, I'm hearing a lot of confusion in terms of how that looks. Right. And then I personally, one of my pet peeves is like. I don't know what it is. It's like, to, mm, it's like a completed thought, you know, like, oh, people are always going to do it if they want to. Like that type of attitude just yeah. pisses me off in the sense of, no, I don't think we should live in that space. Like, I think we need to believe that everyone can do better, but that's me. I understand people who say that and think that, um, I do think that it's a bit of a cop out to like not think about it deeper. Yeah. I was sitting with that too. And I was like, I don't know. Like I really have a hard time with that. Cause it's like, then you're just letting it continue to happen. Mm -hmm. So it like lines up with the complacency a little bit, you know? Right. Like, so overall, I mean, I don't know why I'm in the business of judging what people think and say, but I do think we gain insight in the way that men think about sexual assault when they're presented with the statistics. So I think this is good. Yeah. So I'm here on the plaza with Mike. His name is, uh, this April, which is sexual assault awareness month. So we're trying to raise awareness around, um, the statistics of one in four women, um, one in six men, one in two transgender folks experience interpersonal. Uh, sexual assault um, in their lifetime. Do you have any thoughts or feelings around that? Um, so for me, um, I mean, I've always kind of heard about sexual assault and the sexual assault month, but I think the, the most I've really learned about it was when I came here to college. And I think that's a huge problem because the fact that, I mean, I understand at our age, it's kind of a better area for us to fully kind of understand it and grasp it. But I feel like when I was in high school and whatnot, um, I barely got any, you know, education on it. And I'm very happy that, you know, learning here, I got to learn more about it, you know, being an RA, learning more in depth about the different statistics that they have. Um, and the awareness programs that we have here on campus are amazing. Um, 
I just kind of wish that it starts younger, you know, down at least at high school. Um, so that way it's more of a prevalent thing in our culture. Um, <laughs> that um, shoe looks in the background, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, like, you, I feel like nowadays you don't really see it, uh, at least here on my college campus at CSU and then in the media and, like, Hollywood and whatnot. But otherwise, I feel like you don't really get much information on it. And I feel like it's definitely a, a subject that needs to be brought up more often and you need people need education on it. And I think that really needs to start at a younger age. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was his name? Mike. Mike, I agree with Mike in terms of like, there are times where I feel we're a little too late when we get to college and trying to talk about this thing. I think it was interesting to think about the maturity level in terms of talking about sexual violence, because I don't think I've ever thought about the association of you need to be a certain age to fully understand what sexual assault is. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know if I agree with that, but I've never really thought about that before. Yeah. And he said, like, I wish I learned it earlier, at least high school. Right. And I would get disagree with that and say at least like elementary school, (laughs) but earlier than college sounds pretty good at this point. Absolutely. Um, And I also think like shout outs to the campus because he talked about how there's a ton of resources out there and his involvement as an RA increases that knowledge right so yeah i and then when i think about how many men identified ras there are there are far fewer than there are women identified ras and so uh-huh. getting men more involved in stuff on campus will actually help with uh sexual assault statistics across yeah campus. and the funny thing is uh with ras if you're a dude you get the likelihood of you getting hi- hired is a lot higher in student so, affairs in general unfortunately yeah. but yeah okay let's listen to the rest of the interview mm-hmm. yeah for sure is there another step that we can take past awareness what are your thoughts on that um so when you're saying awareness you mean like classes and whatnot or in general just like speaking about it yeah so just like any overall awareness or knowledge around the subject um and what could we guess do past that to make it um maybe different or better well i think definitely um i forgot what that movement was was the me too movement was that um you know kind of outright calling it calling it out like of what it is and instead of hiding it and putting it like you know under under the bed you know instead of like holding that all your all the many years whatever how long they took that under i feel like you have to in in many ways like even though how hard it can be you know you have to uh show it to the world and we have to make that determination which i'm pretty sure most people can agree with that it's a terrible fuck excuse me a terrible (laughs) thing yeah and um i mean I mean, it is what it is right now, but I, I think right now it's it's growing more and people out there like you and your programs and different programs out there are definitely making a huge effort to reach out to people who don't really know a lot about it. And I think that's where it starts. I don't really know specifics of like what else you could do for right now. Um, specifically here at a college level, I think definitely having you on know, those programs that everyone, that the different um, clubs here have that you know at least try to bring some people in i mean obviously you're not gonna get a lot of people but you know the the people that do come you know learn that good information about whatever is being taught and then you know hopefully they can go you know spread it out to their friends and then you know ideally you know that domino effect but yeah yeah awesome thank you so much of course bro 
I think it's sad that it's obvious not a whole lot of people will go and do like anti-sexual violence work. I, th- I think that's what he was implying. But yeah, I mean, go Mike. Right. Um, I really like the fact that he talked about like bringing light to the Me Too movement and him almost saying like he's like kind of ignorant to yeah. it as well. And he almost was like, this is a f***ing problem. But he stopped himself. I was like, no, you can, it is a problem. Say it. We need more of that, right? Right. I was going to say initially I was I'm struck by some of the distancing that these men do to like engaging or self-reflecting. They're always saying like it's great that other people call it out. And by other people, I do think they are meaning women. Right. Right. I know this isn't the best format to do it because we need to keep the podcast relatively short. But asking like, do you see yourself doing that? Or like, have you witnessed times where you didn't like interrogating this aspect of like, I I think we should keep paying attention to do are these men sort of distancing themselves from the issue and how are they doing it? Because if we can figure out how they're distancing themselves then we can ask the right questions to try to not to to close that distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Cool. To close that gap for sure. I like Mike. Hey, we're on the plaza here at CSU's campus. So uh, we're with a couple guys. You mind saying your names? Mitch, Zach, Cole. Right on. Hey, Mitch, Zach, and Cole. Um, so we're just out here on campus asking some people. Um, we know April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, so we're just trying to bring some light and awareness to the statistics that one in two trans folks, one in four women, and one in six men will experience sexual assault in their lifetime. So just some, what are your general thoughts, reactions to some of those statistics or Sexual Assault Awareness Month in general? Uh, it's a lot higher than I thought. I would definitely say that you don't hear about it as much when like it's just like an everyday basis, but when you hear it statistically, it definitely is a lot bigger than of an issue than you originally realize. Yeah, those are some pretty alarming rates. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks guys. Do you think there's like stuff to do like other than awareness or like more than awareness, after awareness, things along those lines? Uh, I would say just taking like the necessary steps to make sure that you know what you're getting into, to know what, what's about like, like just with any sexual encounter, just being able to be aware of like the situation and just use common sense in any in any situation really. So yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that one. Cool. Thanks guys. I wish I knew that guy's name, but like that was the first self-reflective piece I think. Even if he said the word you, like these, all of these guys are saying the way, like they're using the word you instead of I, instead of like, I think there's a, that's one of the components of distancing yourself from the situation. Cause he said like those statistics are high. And once you are aware of how high those statistics are, it's, it's a problem or whatever. Opposed to saying, I didn't realize how high those were. And I think it's a problem. Yeah. It's almost like just calling out other people. Right. Instead of like saying, this is what I'm doing, like you said. And it's just not holding anyone accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's just really quite annoying. But I'm glad that we got to even interview these dudes. We just kind of had to, kind of, Will kind of had to drag them over. <laughs> so, and yeah. I think they identified as like fraternity men. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And even, the wind made it hard to hear, but he was talking about, I wish I could catch his name, but there's three of them. So, he was talking about just using common sense when engaging in sexual acts or something along those lines. Yeah. That is good i wish we knew what common sense meant to these guys you know what i mean like i wonder if the socialization of men warps this idea of common sense particularly knowing that like brain chemistry stuff during sexual stimulation is different things change yeah um but i (laughs) i think the other two guys going, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And like trying to get the yeah. fuck out of there. Yeah, that's uh, what it was. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> so <laughs> the discomfort 
created just from a direct ask around what are the next steps to prevent sexual assault after awareness is something to continue to keep track of in this last clip, hopefully, maybe. And we had that, like, basically that primary interviewer and then the two, like, almost hype hype men. (laughs) And they were like, it just seemed like they're like, yep, uh agree, yeah, yeah, bro. (laughs) Like, that's kind of what it seemed like. It also highlights for me the power of men in leadership positions and the influence that they have. Because imagine that guy saying, like, the three of us should do more. And those guys kind of just do the same thing. Like, I think that's also something that I took away from there. I'm here with Mitch Cook. Right on, hey Mitch. Um, so we know that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, That's and so we're just out here um, asking some people and bringing some um, yeah. awareness and knowledge right to the statistics that yeah. one in two trans <laughs> folks, one in four women, and one in six men will experience sexual assault in their lifetime. Um, so, just what are some of your general thoughts or reactions to those statistics or Sexual Assault Awareness Month in general? Um, I feel like those seem about right, um, just from the background I've had with it. Um, it's, I mean, they're definitely higher than anyone wants, I think. Um, I think Sexual Assault Awareness Month is, I mean, honestly, this is like the first thing I've seen about it on campus is you. So I'd like it to be a little more present. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you. Um, and what do you think, like, the, the word awareness is definitely in SAM, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. What do you think there is, a, like, above awareness, more than awareness, or, like, after awareness, things along those lines? I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that awareness is great to a certain extent at a certain point you gotta start doing stuff um so that comes with me to try to be a stand-up dude and not be a sexual assaulter and try to you know form with people who are trying to do the right thing it's it's the the whole statement of uh doing something and not talking about doing something so i'm definitely a firm believer in that cool thanks excellent don't do it that is an absolutely great step after awareness Right. <laughs> well done, White Mitch number two. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. No, I think it's fascinating to hear. I don't see much about it, which means we have to bring it to the people, opposed to people who think like that seeking it out, and maybe particularly men seeking it out. Right. Right. So I assume you handed him some resources in terms of, well, guess what? Yeah. It was really interesting how he was like, I'm going to be a stand up dude. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if that was a way of like him showing power in a way that would seem a little better than showing power in other ways. Um, But it was kind of cool to actually see a little bit of that self-reflection and say, this is what I probably should do. And this is how I can hold myself accountable. That's maybe what I read. What's your thoughts around that? Um, I would latch on to the intention behind it. Right. I think yeah. he feels strongly that he is a good man and I think holding on to that is okay I think I would much rather have that as a baseline opposed to like oh those statistics are fake so I want us to be very careful about the ways in which we push men like white Mitch number two into like not thinking men in the movement is cool or not thinking that we're cool by saying that's not good enough Mitch because it is kind of good enough at this point so leveraging this I want to be a stand up guy into oh cool like this guy said the word what are you going to do about it? Or are you going to do anything about it? Do you use the word and why would we ask that? Like, I think there's really, I don't know. It's, it's complicated. I think it's nuanced and we won't know unless we talk to him, like get him in the studio and talk to him a little bit. Right. But right. Cause I think, yeah, like there is a side of like, this is a good, like what he said was good and it sounds like he actually cares. But at the same time, is this, can this also be like, 
only one way that he will be a quote unquote stand up dude. Maybe. Know? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It was just more about like, what, what do you think about his intentions? Yeah, that's good. I think he's slowly moving more into like, I wish there was more. I hope he, I hope I see him at our events and then eventually I'm in the movement. Like, I think that's the kind of energy we need. Um, and there's a couple guys in there right now that remind me of him. And so, yeah, no, I think that was, that was cool. So what was your overall sort of takeaway from this experience? Um, I think it was really kind of cool to talk to men on the on Plaza and, and see what their reactions were and what my language I was using to see if they could interview with me. I think intentionally I wanted to say folks instead of men. So then they would get less defensive at first. Okay. Will and I played with it a lot with thinking about, yeah, using the word like people or men and seeing like if that produces this like, oh, not all men right. <laughs> sort of mentality. And we didn't really get that, which is fascinating. Um, I do, We did talk to some dudes that didn't want to be recorded. Okay. And most of the conversations were similar to these uh, recordings. So that was interesting too. And so I guess it was interesting. There was that some of that awareness even within these men being recorded that I think maybe they, they changed and shifted their own thinking around it after being asked that question. Going that next step with asking after awareness, I think they all just seem to be very stunned almost like some of the reaction, like the facial expressions were like either they knew what they were going to say or they're really perplexed and didn't know what to do after that. And I think um, that's okay. So I, yeah, I think that's fine. I just thought it was a common theme. That's the thing. Like we as men are never uh, forced to think about what's next because that's part of the function of privilege of not having to think about sexual violence or sexual assault right. at all to, or, you know, to even imagine what next steps could be. So I think that's a really great insight and a really great observation that I'm glad you brought in because we don't get the facial expressions obviously in an audio recording but if there was some level of perplexity in what's next then I think we start finding where we should be doing quote unquote our work is giving men more next steps after awareness because at least in these five interviews there seems to be at least a baseline level of awareness and even some level of passion of addressing the issue and that's cool I I don't think I expected that actually. Yeah, I also didn't expect it either. I almost kind of wish we at least had one interview that was like, <laughs> your statistics. Um, just to see, just to engage in that kind of dialogue. But for the most part, we just ran into men that seemed to at least kind of give one. I don't know if they gave more <laughs> than that. One, yeah. So it makes yeah. me wonder the statistics still hold true sort of across the board. And it has been sort of held true for the last 10 years or so. Right. I would be fascinated to know two things. One, are they still that or is it going down? And two, if they're still holding it one in four, one in six and one in two, and we know that 98% of those perpetrators are men, what is missing when these are tiny, tiny sample size of men are aware and seem to think there is at least something that we can do after awareness, but then the numbers are still high. We're still missing a piece. Right. And I think that's a dangerous combination when these men are aware and want to do something, but then don't realize if they're supporting and or perpetrating trading it themselves. Right. And so I thought about when like one of the dudes said about common sense, like we kind of even talked about already, like what is common sense then? Is it consent? Right. Do you think about consent? That's, I think the level of common sense we need to have as men to really know whether we're <laughs> yeah, it perpetrating might, it, you know? Cause like, it might be common sense to them that if a, a woman makes out with you, then the sex is on, right. you know, that, and we talked a little bit about it in the disease podcast, but like that might be the common sense of 
or that guy's common sense. So it's good that we're starting there. It, I feel like that's an elevated level of a starting point. And I think that's good news. I do think right. it changes the nature of what we're doing. You and I as, as cis men in terms of what are then the next steps for us in asking questions, right? I think you all demonstrated that by saying, these are the stats. What do you think? Oh, good. You're aware. So what's next? Getting men to think about what's next. Yeah. What the tricky part is, there's a ton of examples of men doing the next steps and doing it really, really poorly. Right. <laughs> and so we have to be some of that guiding force. We have to be out there all the time. Um, we have to be leaders in this in ways that don't also centralize us as like glorified good guys. Right. Like that walk, in, walk a mile in their shoes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my Lord. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Cool. cool. All right. That was that was fun. I'm glad we did that. And yeah, we should probably do more of that. Shout outs to Will for going out there and hanging out with you on the plaza. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Will. Shout out to those guys that decided to stay and talk a little bit. Like, I think that was really cool. And I think we'll try to find ways to integrate that more. Yeah, I think so, too. It'll be really interesting to see. For those of you who are listening today, check out more Sam events from the WJC. We got... Hashtag B2 and Radical Self Love. We have the Concentrus Beyond Carnival and we have Take Back the Night, and hopefully, we'll see you there. That will do it for this episode of Do You Even Lift Bro? Men Exercising Social Justice. If you have feedback, thoughts, comments, questions, or want to be interviewed for a podcast, please email WGAC at colostate.edu. That's WGAC at C O L O S T A T E.edu. Huge shout out to the partnership between the Women and Gender Advocacy Center and KCSU here at Colorado State University. These are the folks that even allow us to do this thing. For more content about masculinities, check out meninthemovement.blogspot.com. And for more information about the WGAC, go to WGAC. For more KCSU content, go to kcsufm.com. Music production by Xavier Hadley, a.k.a. Zavley. Check him out at soundcloud.com slash Xavier Hadley. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-H-A-D-L-E-Y. Thanks for listening and see you at Sam Events. See you. Peace. What's up, y'all? Nope, My name sorry. is. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's a blooper right there. Maybe. <laughs>